frustration, fires, and empty promises. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. A quick question. Do you guys think that Manitoba is opening too slowly? Like, do you think we should be taking some uh, moves uh, from out west and getting rid of the gathering size limits or getting rid of the mask mandate? Or are you happy with Pallister's slow um, reopening plan? Either way, let me know in the comments below how you guys feel. Alright Manitoba, yesterday the Manitoba uh, government released the COVID-19 enforcement numbers and despite two big rallies held on Canada Day, the ticket numbers are low as predicted. Um, it seems like I've said before they're only going to be enforcing and ticketing rallies and events that uh, protest the lockdowns and restrictions. It seems like any other rally or protest they, uh, the Manitoba government seems to be okay with. There were a total of 58 warnings and 24 tickets that were issued during the week of June 28th to July 4th, including 22 1,296 tickets to individuals, and one $298 ticket to an individual for failing to wear a mask in an indoor public place, and there was one $5,000 ticket handed out to a business. Officials advised that 13 of the 22 $1,296 tickets issued to individuals were in relation to gatherings in private residences or outdoors. Eight were for failure to self-isolate, and the one, like I said, was to a sole proprietorship. Enforcement officials continue to investigate all large gatherings and rallies uh, that they are made aware of. Since enforcement began April 2020, a total of 5,030 warnings and 2,040 tickets have been issued, resulting in almost $2.8 million dollars in fines to businesses and individuals in Manitoba. And the business that was fined was a superstore in Steinbach. Uh, it doesn't say why they were fined or like what rule they broke, but it does say that they have been fined in the past. So I'm just gonna say real fast, if I lived in, in Steinbach, that would be the only store I go to and shop and I would definitely show my support for that local business. And I would try and help end these like ridiculous lockdowns already. There's no need for it. We have some of the highest vaccination rates in the country and our healthcare system is not being overrun. So it's uh, time to end this. But also yesterday, the province released the fire bulletin number 15. And it says, the Manitoba Wildfire Service advises that due to continued dry conditions, and a return to high to extreme fire danger levels this weekend, fire and travel restrictions are being implemented across much of the southern and central Manitoba, effective tomorrow at 8 a.m. So that's effective today. In areas 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 9, and 10, all provincial burning permits are cancelled. 
as well as level 2 travel restrictions imposed, which include the following. Motorized backcountry travel, including ATV and other off-road vehicles, is prohibited unless under the authority of a travel permit. Camping is restricted to developed campgrounds. Campfires are permitted only between the hours of 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. Uh, wayside parks will remain open. Landing and launching is restricted to developed shorelines only. And industry and outfitters should contact local Manitoba conservation and climate officers for more information. Area 6 and 7, as well as all provincial parks located outside of travel restriction zones, all provincial burning permits are cancelled and campfires will be restricted to between the hours of 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. Oh, sorry, I said that. Uh, the province's fire and travel restrictions map will be updated uh, t as of today uh, when the restrictions take place. So if you want to check out the map and find out what uh, the, all the areas are, you can go to www.gov.mb.ca backslash sd backslash fire backslash restrictions slash index. So you could check out the map there or go to mb.gov, like the Manitoba government webpage. So all these fires... Um, has led to an air quality alert, and I'm sure most of you guys experienced that yesterday. There was a cloud of smoke hovering around Winnipeg. I mean, you could just smell it in the air. I'm sure, a lot of you guys who had allergies, um, your eyes were probably watering. But in a statement yesterday, Environment Canada warned that elevated pollution levels are expected or occurring from the Ontario border west into the central parts of Manitoba, including as far north as Poplar River and down to the U.S. border to the south. Those in the affected areas are warned to limit outdoor activity and stop physical activity if breathing becomes difficult or uncomfortable. And Environment Canada also recommends turning off air conditioning units that may draw the smoke indoors. Young children and elderly pregnant women and those with heart and lung conditions are most at risk. So wildfire smoke is constantly change, uh, is a constantly changing mixture of particles uh, and gases, which includes many chemicals that can harm your health. If you or those in your care are exposed to wildfire smoke, consider taking extra precaution to reduce your exposure. So provincial spokesperson said there are currently 32 active wildfires across the province, including three major fires. One in Grahamdale, uh, Bird Lake, and the other at Lynn Lake. Two of those fires are human-caused, while one is still under investigation. And so far, there has been 140 wildfires in Manitoba this year. Just so you know, air quality advisories has been extended today for parts of the Interlake and eastern Manitoba due to the smoke uh, from the forest fires. The first advis advisories were issued on Monday, and uh, but like I said, this, um, they will continue today. But despite the smoky hazy co uh, continuing to hang over the Winnipeg area, the previous Environment Canada advisory has been lifted for the Winnipeg area. 
So, and also in Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg, I mean, just more fires. Winnipeg fire crews responded to two wildland fires at Centerport Canada Way in less than 24 hours. So, two different fires. Just after 4.30 p.m. Uh, on Tuesday, members of the Winnipeg Fire pa- Paramedic Services were called to the area for a grass and brush fire. When firefighters got to the scene, they found smoke coming from a treed area which was extending into the adjacent grassy field. In order to attack the fire and protect the surrounding area, crews used specialized equipment, and they also used a drone to help with situational awareness and to detect hot spots. The fire is now under control and no one was hurt. According to the city of Winnipeg, the fire was in the same vicinity as another wildland fire that took place on Monday evening, and that fire grew to nearly the size of three football fields. So, and the causes of both fires are unknown at this time. So, I mean, we've been hit pretty hard with COVID, and now we're being hit hard with the hot weather, and now because of it and the lack of rain, we're just getting hit with fire after fire. So weather has been a major factor in Manitoba this spring and summer, so much as so the rural municipality of St. Laurent in Manitoba declared an agricultural state of disaster on Monday following uh, the relentless heat wave and lack of rain that we've seen in the region. So far, it's received less than 40% of the normal rainfall, uh, sorry, rainfall this year. So in addition to below normal amounts of rainfall, this year's crop yields has been significantly normal, uh, lower than usual, while dugouts and wells are drying up as well. Not only are we not getting the uh, uh, necessary amount of rainfall, um, dugouts and wells are being dried up. CBC Canada is reporting that the lack of water and water quality is a growing concern. And it doesn't help that farmers have been hit with an infestation of grasshoppers cutting into what little forage is left. So Debbie Reeve Frank Bruce said some farmers are getting desperate and are being forced to sell their livestock because of the high cost of feed and water. Quote, some are selling off their cattle because of the dryness. It is a disaster. Many don't have water, said Bruce. They are getting wells dug up and are actually hauling water from the lake and into the dugouts. So, our, yeah, our Manitoba farmers have been struggling with this heat wave and uh, lack of rain. So it has been a tough spring and summer for Manitobans so far across the board. And in case you were hoping for some good news in regards to loosening up some of the restrictions in Manitoba... Well, the Manitoba government sent out a news release today and Brian Pallister held a news conference today and shut that down. So, no good news coming out of Manitoba today at all. So, their press release. Manitoba achieves 4321 Great Summer Vaccine Milestone. Continues to build responsive, community-focused vaccine opportunities and outreach. It says... Manitoba has achieved its second holiday vaccine milestone of the 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path nearly a month ahead of schedule, meaning more than 75% of eligible Manitobans have received at least one dose and more than 50% of Manitobans have received both vaccine doses, Premier Pallister announced today 
noting province-wide efforts to tackle vaccine hesitancy and encourage Manitobans to roll up their sleeve continue. Quote, once again, Manitobans have responded in record numbers, record numbers to do their part to roll up their sleeve and get vaccinated, said Pallister. As we look forward to regaining more of our freedoms this summer, as more and more Manitobans get fully vaccinated, the race against COVID is not over yet. We all have a part to play, and anyone who still needs their first or second dose, I want you to know we still need you in this momental province-wide effort, end quote. Public health officials have recommended that at least one incubation period should pass between changing public health orders. As a result, Premier noted new public health orders are expected next week to reflect the immunization milestone achieved and the state of COVID-19 in Manitoba. So to help reduce barriers and support even more Manitobans to get their first or second dose of the vaccine, every super site in the province will be offering only walk-ins on Wednesday, July 14th. More than 20,000 vaccines will be available, including approximately 8,000 Pfizer vaccines earmarked for young people aged 12 to 17. There will be Moderna and Pfizer vaccines available at every super site. Quote, our government has spread, uh, sorry, our government, government has spared no effort to bolster vaccine availability and accessibility and to give Manitobans the information and support they need to roll up their sleeve not once, but twice, and get fully vaccinated, said Pallister. We are close to achieving all of our vaccination milestones earlier than we could have ever imagined. Now we just need that extra effort by every Manitoban not yet vaccinated to roll up their sleeve and push us across the finish line so we can safely and fully reopen, end quote. The province continues to show strong immunization numbers as compared to other Canadian jurisdictions. Per capita, Manitoba continues to be first in the country in the total number of doses administered and percentage of eligible people aged 12 and older who are immunized. Um, Community-led partnerships are continuing to help support the ongoing success of the province's immunization campaigns, the Premier noted. So... Um, it continues on. Earlier this week, Vidar Solutions held an immunization clinic in Arburg for its employees, their families, and community members. It provided nearly 200 doses of vaccine, including many first doses. The company supported the clinic with planning, worked with the regional health authority to line up immunizers, found volunteers to support on-site logistics, provided movies for young people being immunized and partnered with a food truck to provide everyone who is immunized with a small meal afterwards. The company also developed vaccination stickers in a number of languages to represent the many languages spoken by people working in the facilities. It takes a community effort to make an event like this happen, said Ernest Rempel, CEO of Vidar Solutions. Vidar would like to express our gratitude to the nurses for their kindness and the hard work throughout the day, to the IERHA and the provincial government for supplying the doses to the vaccine task force and MLA Derek Johnson for his office and their efforts toward making this clinic happen, to our staff volunteers for their tireless efforts and compassion for those attending the clinic, and to those who chose to attend for helping to keep our community safe. 
We believe in strength and resiliency of Manitobans working together and are grateful for the opportunity to provide this service to our community. To ease people's anxiety and to make the vaccination experience more positive and accessible to everyone. To achieve the Labor Day immunization targets as set out in the 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path, about 33,000 more first doses and 100,000 second dose immunizations must be given. These are in addition to the more than 180,000 vaccine appointments already booked in the weeks ahead. So, like I said, um, with over so in a, with over 1.5 million doses delivered, that's 75 percent of Manitobans who got their first shot, and just under 53 percent of Manitobans who got their second shot. That is putting Manitoba first per capita per doses administered, and yet we still can't have have anyone over inside our private residences. Now, does that make any sense to you? Any at all? There are uh, jurisdictions out west that no longer even require masks, and they have zero restrictions on gatherings. None at all. Yet, fully vaccinated Manitobans can't even have mom and dad over. Fully vaccinated Manitobans can't even take their mask off. Pallister indicated there will be more news on lifting restrictions next week and refused to get into any details on what, uh, on what might be lifted. And he also wasn't uh, willing to give any, a more precise date. So once again, leaving Manitobans still unable to plan for any sort of social event like a wedding or a funeral. And some businesses still can't even open. So they can't even make future plans like movie theaters or bingo halls. These sectors are still closed, and uh, Pallister is still being tight-lipped on everything. Pallister said that Manitoba health officials are recommending at least one incubation period before making some changes. Um, but other doctors across Manitoba are actually calling for 80% vaccination rate and waiting two incubation periods before making any changes which is completely insane. You know, like despite having no changes to the order, and even though Manitoba hit the vaccination target rate of 7550, Pallister is now trying to convince Manitobans to reach the September-long vaccination target of 8075. And he wants us to hit it early um, by having a province-wide walk-up appointment at every super site in the province. So like I said earlier, to hit that target, the September long target, we need 30,000 more Manitobans to get their first dose and 100,000 more Manitobans to get their second dose. So, I mean, I just find it funny that he's he's moving on to the next step without even changing any orders. Pallister points out that he continues to receive hate for his decisions from both camps the open faster people and the we're opening too fast people. So since he is, it's obvious he's never going to please everyone. He should leave these decisions up to Manitobans. Like just like all other jurisdictions are. Our vaccination numbers are the highest in the country. 
and yet we still have the harshest lockdowns. So he's complaining about all the hate he gets. Well, he should, like, he should follow his conservative beliefs. The reason why Manitobans elected him. We elected a conservative government for conservative beliefs. He's acting more socialist than the NDP party in BC. He's not going to please everyone, so he should at least please his voter base and do what he was elected to do. Um, you know, run a conservative government. But I would like to point out again that Pallister, um, uh, it, it's just so hypocritical. He he condemned, condemned the tearing down of the statues at the legislative building that happened on July 1st. And I'm going to get into that in more details in a later show. But he said nothing on the gathering sizes for either one of the rallies. The uh, No Pride and Genocide March or the Leave No Child Behind March. Nothing at all condemning gatherings of over 25 people. Three days ago, he was warning Manitoba about gathering sizes and warning Manitobans that enforcement will be out and in effect. And now nothing. Nothing at all about the size of the gatherings. Only The only talk was about the tearing down of the statues. I don't hear Mayor Bowman calling for super fines of $100,000 for event organizers. You know what I mean? That's something that he was going on and on about. I hear nothing about that. Our politicians have no backbone. They have no spine. They just flip-flop depending on what's trending. It's just so frustrating. And the most frustrating part is a lot of Manitobans and Winnipeggers believe them. And they just lie right to your face over and over. But uh, especially Mayor Bowman, he literally just says what you want to hear. And then he does nothing about it. Or he'll do the exact opposite. So Manitoba, like I said, for the remaining of the week, everything will unfortunately remain the same. Except the, like, if you think about it, the only restrictions that take place, that took place, are harsher restrictions now because of the fire hazards in certain areas. Now they're limiting travel. So, Manitoba, we definitely need a break. That is for sure. And to end off the show, ladies and gentlemen, Manitoba Métis Federation signs self-government agreement with the feds. From CBC News. An agreement signed with the Canadian government brings the Manitoba Métis Federation one step closer to its long-sought formal recognition as a government under the Canadian law, according to the President David Chartrand. Chartrand and Crown Indigenous Relations Minister Carolyn Bennett signed the Manitoba Métis Self-Government Recognition and Implementation Agreement Tuesday during a ceremony at Upper Fort Garry in downtown Winnipeg where Louis Riel's provisional government sat during the Red River resistance more than 150 years ago. This agreement sets out steps to formally recognize the Manitoba Métis Federation's jurisdiction over its citizens, elections, and operations of Métis government. It also recognizes the Federation's constitution and general assembly, the Federation said in the news release. Quote, whether it's any party in this country, even liberals, we will not give up to no one, our rights and our place in confederation, end quote, said Chartrand. 
It is ours. We earned it. We bled for it and we died for it. This is our country we built, a province we had built as a people, and we will defend it with everything we've got, he added. Sharshine said the agreement applies to all Manitoba Métis regardless of where they live. And this deal builds off of a $154 million funding agreement signed in 2018. Some of that money was to be invested to improve the social and economic well-being of Métis people in Manitoba, such as housing, health, uh, childcare, and early learning. The plan also began a process of working towards a self-government agreement, which would recognize the Federation as a Métis government. At the time, Chartrand said the Métis Federation was forced to structure itself as a corporation due to the federal and provincial laws, which meant that other governments do not recognize its authority. The agreement followed a 2013 Supreme Court ruling that found the federal government failed to follow through on a promise made to the Métis people when Manitoba entered Confederation in 1870. In a 6-2 ruling, Canada's highest court declared that the federal crown failed to implement the land-grant provision set out in S.31 of the Manitoba Act, 1870, in accordance with the honour of the crown. This section, oh sorry, that section promised to set aside 5,565 square kilometres of land, including in what is now the city of Winnipeg, for 7,000 children of the Red River Métis. While the Federation celebrated its agreement on Tuesday, Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs Grand Chief Arlen Dumas criticized the deal. In a news release, Dumas expressed alarm that the federal government had signed a deal with the Manitoba Métis Federation without consenting the implications for Manitoba First Nations, who are also negotiating their own self-government agreements and who have claims to much of the same territory as the Métis. Next steps following the agreement with the Métis Federation include negotiating a treaty and passing implementation legislation in Parliament. So there you have it, Manitoba. I guess there is some good news. Uh, Well, at least for the Métis people, they are soon going to be recognized as their own government. And uh, so that's a plus because... um, It's been a long time fighting, so I'm happy for them. The Canadian government has fucked them over long enough, I guess. So, good news, uh, good job, Manitoba Métis Federation. But, Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another show. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, at MBFreeThinker. Or check out the webpage, mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. You can follow me on Facebook or YouTube, and I'm on most podcast platforms. But either way, like I said, Manitoba, Manitoba, thank you so much for tuning in to another show, and I will catch you guys in a couple days. Bye.